0: Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we are going to be finishing our parashas via with the last Aliyah, Um, Shvi'i. Our Aliyah is only 11 Pesukim long from Perekh Zai and Pasuk Aleph to Pasuk Yud Aleph over here, and the topic of this seems to be the uniqueness of the nation of Israel. We're told a basic overview, and then we'll look at a few points to ponder. We're told that when Hashem will bring the nation of Israel into the land of Canaan, that He will chase out the seven nations that live there, the seven Canaanite nations, which are much mightier than Israel. And Hashem will allow them to be beaten by Israel, but warns them against making deals with them. Don't think you can coexist with them and work, work together with them. No, no, no you're going to have to kick them out like Hashem commanded. Don't, you're not allowed to give them gifts, you not allowed to marry them, there's not going to be any intermingling. And if, they, if you do, they will seduce your children and your, your children will not serve God. And Hashem will be very upset about that. That's what Moshe tells them. Rather, Israel must destroy their places of worship, all their altars, all their types of service. And Hashem explains that Israel is a holy nation. <laughs> Hashem chose them as a treasure among the nations. And it was not because of their great numbers that Hashem chose them. The other nations are much greater numbers. Rather, it's because Hashem loves us that He took us out. And Hashem reminds, uh, reminds us that Hashem will pay back or um, those who hate him and reward those who, who serve him and, and um, ask that Israel continues to follow the laws. Um, this is the end of the parasha. So a few basics and then we'll close this today. And, and now that the Number one is, what is this mitzvah in the middle of here of name What does that mean exactly? Rashi gives us two options. One is name is not to flatter. A person is not just meant to flatter. A Gentile. Number two is not to allow them chanaia Bakarka, not to allow them a spot to give them the land as well. A very interesting, halachic topic is giving land away to non Jews. Um, is that allowed? That comes back to this idea in this part of this parasha is here. Now, what is so special about the nation of Israel? What makes them so unique and so special? Rashi says is that the not because you're so mighty and Numerous. What that means to say is, not just in numbers, but midrashically speaking, is that even when you become great and successful, you don't think that you're so successful. You are ma'at mikolamim, you think of yourself as a little, you think of yourself as not so important. The Svarano, Ravavadya Svarano explains that the reason why this is being expressed now is because you have holy seed, you have holy generations that you're meant to bring out. And if you allow yourselves to be enculturated in the cultures around you and don't realize how special you are, that you're a Segula, you'll be wasting, so to speak, that spiritual capacity to create the future of Israel and waste it in an assimilated culture. And that's what's being described over here. Rav Soloveitchik actually points out, that two times in history, Judaism had the opportunity of becoming a world religion. The first was during the time of the Second Basmilash, when a number of Roman nobles converted to Judaism. At which point, it was possible that Judaism could have become the religion of the Roman Empire. Instead, actually, it, it became from a pagan. It went from a pagan nation to being a Christian nation. Remember, the Christians were actually a minority sect of Israelites, of Jews, at this point in time. So there was every possibility that the Roman, uh, the Roman. Um, government could have become um, um, Jewish at this point in time, instead it became Christian um, in um, a few centuries later. Um, and, and the other time was in the 7th century in the Common Era in the Arabian Peninsula where a number of um, pagan Arab tribes became Jewish. And there was a possibility that whole area, a swath of land, becoming um, Jewish until it was uh, taken over by the followers of Muhammad and Islam. Um, at, so, as the Rav Solot actually points out, that it was Hashem's hashkoch, Hashem's providence, that it should be such as such, because Hashem really governs every de- uh, Hashem's laws govern every detail of one's life from the, one, the moment one wakes up to the moment one goes to sleep and everywhere in between. It's, there's a lot of regulations. It's a very big commitment. And he said that if it had become a world dominion, a power, or a, we'll call it a national um, or international religion, it would not be possible because Judaism is not meant to be something for all of humanity because it's too much. It's, it's so big a commitment that it's going to be a very small, Uh, slice of the pie, which is meant to be Jewish. The rest of the nations are meant to to believe in God, but their commitment is a much smaller list of seven mitzvahs, of seven commandments, whereas the nation of Israel are really meant to be the, the holders of the flag of this idea, and this was m- not meant to be ever become this national, international religion of billions of people as well. Finally, the last poskan in, in the parasha is very important, for je- theologically speaking. The, the Torah tells us that after all is said and done, and all these promises are good and bad, that you are supposed to guard all these commandments, which I'm commanding you to do today, which raises the question is, what about when you see it doesn't work? We look throughout J- Jewish history and we see that many good people kept all these things and didn't do so well. There was lots of difficulty throughout Jewish history, so the Rav Hirsch points out, quoting the Gemara, that the, the Gemara points out, the last two words of the pasha is today to do them, that tomorrow it's in the future where you receive the reward for them, which means that it's not so simple about just looking and measuring about reward and punishment in the confines of this world. It's about looking at it in a greater context and understanding that, in fact, there is going to be a future, an olam haba, a world to come. There's a longitudinal perspective for which we need to have to understand reward and punishment in the greater context. That's Rav Hirsch points out over here. With this, we conclude the Parsha the and the Seventh Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.